We live in a world that encourages us to remove ourselves from the human experience. Whether it's looking at our phones too long, forgetting how to talk to someone face to face, or just straight up giving in and convincing ourselves that a chicken nugget is actual food. It's not food, it's silence. I don't know about you, but this freaks me out. So I've started a podcast, my antidote to this silliness. It's time to blow our minds. My name is Will Fleming. Welcome to my podcast, Please Blow My Mind. And boom, we're live. Adrian, we are in a, we're like literally in a hot box. We're in the hot box. <laughs> literally. Uh, I want to thank you, bro, for joining me on the podcast. We've, we've kind of had this virtual relationship for a couple of years, and it's something I talk about all the time on the podcast that you make these friends online, you know, and it's, uh, it's, it's really unique to the times you know it's like it may be like pen pals back in the day you know we had to write to people but now you can follow journeys and i mean i just met you for the first time about 10 minutes in physical real life but i kind of feel like i know a bit of your story and you and it's kind of it's kind of weird that i don't don't know i don't know what this means you know back in the day you just had to you had to have your circle of friends and that was it but now your circle of friends is the world. I mean, do you think about that stuff for yourself, catching up with people online? Is it quite common for you to meet people that in real life that you've met online? Yeah, quite a bit. And it happens um, uh, quite a bit now just because of the, the social media aspect. Yeah. There's a, a lot of people following me or done the program yeah. um, that I meet. And uh, I've just been up to Waitangi um, for Waitangi Day. And yeah. also UB40 played there and running into a lot of people there that I've never actually physically met but they've <laughs> yeah. done the program so it was it was really good it was touching it was cool does it blow your mind bro that heaps of people know about your life and your story I mean I don't know maybe maybe we should go into it but I feel like you know there's a lot of people who who now track you and, and follow you as, as this inspirational figure I mean how does that sit with you are you cool with that um, I, I didn't set out initially to for that to happen um, when I was going through my transformation and when I was losing the, the weight, um, I just put it up to help um, to have accountability for me. And that's why I was putting my, my before, you know, or after shots or where I was at mm. up online for my friends and family to see. Um, and so that was really hard to do because you're, you're putting yourself out there. You become really accountable to everyone. Yeah. Um, and um, I... Uh, my, one of my friends, his, um, his son was following me in my journey initially, um, and I'd only lost about 20 kgs. And um, he started his journey, and he was only, uh, he was only 30, he just turned 13, he was over 100 kgs. Um, and he started to change his life, and, and that's when I realized that it wasn't about me. Um, yeah, so those first, and even, even now when I put up my before and after photos, I still get I still a bit apprehensive about putting it mm. out there. It's still quite confronting. Yeah, but um, uh, I realise that it's not for me anymore. It's like your public property, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, wow. and it's 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 having a really positive effect on people and helping to inspire others. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a blessing. Right? Well, for those who haven't heard about Adrian Owen, and they're going to go down a rabbit hole because there's a lot of you know there's lots to follow from you online and and look depending how far they want to go with it you can kind of coach people along but what's your what's your story i mean i know you lost a bunch of weight but it was the fact that like you had to make some hard decisions eh? like you were looking at yourself in the mirror or the was the doctor saying to you hey man you got to make some changes or yeah yeah one thing i noticed with um with me losing weight and starting my my journey uh, was that um, it wasn't just the doctor saying that, hey, you know, um, you've got five years to live. That was one moment, you know, that, that I thought, shit, I've got to do something. Mm. But there was a whole lot of other smaller moments that happened, and they all sort of accumulate. Um, one of the times I, I remember having uh, a Christmas dinner or Christmas lunch with my family, and I was so big that I sat on, you know, a white plastic stool, and it just disintegrated underneath me. And um, the feeling of, of shame um, and uh, just embarrassment and having my little girl run over and she was crying um, and all the family around me trying to help me up, you know, as a, as a grown man and, and to have that sort of thing happen. Um, yeah, and it's not just one moment like that. It's a whole series of, mm. of little moments. So they sort of made me, me, me want to change. It is, um, so if we just focus on, like, weight for a second, is, is it... Uh 
like a lifelong thing? Were you a big kid growing up, or was it? Were you kind of fit, and then in, in your adult years, kind mm. of put on some kgs? What was the story there? Yeah, um, I, I was always a, a heavy kid. I was always a, a chubby kid, mm-hmm. and I was always one of the fattest in the class. Right. Um, and I remember when I was thirteen, my my sister she she teased me a lot, and and it took the point where she actually left to go to university for me to actually approach my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was Mr. New Zealand a couple of times, um, so he was in bodybuilding. Um, and going back in those years, in the in the 80s and 90s, um, watching my dad train, it was just a normal environment for me. Um, but being a chubby kid, um, I, I knew that I needed to, to make some change in me. Um, and I asked my dad if he could train me. And uh, he said, no. He said, no, I'm not going to train you. Um, unless you give me six months of your life. You know, Monday to Friday, uh, 5.30 after I finish work, I'm going to pick you up at home. We're going to go to the gym. We're going to train for an hour, come back, we're going to have dinner, all that sort of stuff. So Monday to Friday. So anyway, I thought about that, and um, I came back, and I started training with my dad. Um, I grew really fast. I mean, I, my best, he was my first personal trainer, was, was Mr. New Zealand. So, you know, I, I, I learned everything um, straight away on how you should do things. So it was really cool. And then um, I, I fell in love with um, uh, with lifting weights and with training. So I spent three years lifting with my dad before I went down to university and um, went to Otago University and carried on my study in that sort of health sector. Um, did nutrition, exercise science, exercise prescription, all that sort of stuff and commerce. And while I was down there, I was in hospo. And um, I ended up owning my own bar with um, a few friends. Um, and it was still pretty active. I was still, you know, training. Um, uh, and the, the bar was really uh, uh, active as well in the bar, so it was really physical, so I was mm. still, still losing weight and mm. still, you know, physical. But um, I sold the bar and I came up to, to Wellington and I upskilled into multimedia and uh, 3D. Um, uh, this is about 2001. Mm-hmm. And um, so situations started to change. I, start, I stopped running around with food and with alcohol and I started to sit down and to, you know, do 3D yep. for television and film. Wow. Um, and I was doing uh, that for a few years, and um, before I opened up my own design studio called Sweet Chili. And um, so doing 3D, doing websites and design, my whole life had changed. I've got two kids. I'm no longer running around and um, learning how to be a dad. Um, and we were going through a recession as well, so my company was going under, mm. you know. Um, and so the stress of that, the stress of, of trying to learn how to be a dad, um, I ended up, uh, because of the recession, um, pulling um, our kids out of uh, daycare. Um, it was just too expensive. Yeah, right. um, both me and my partner at the time, we were, we were both working in um, a design company. Um, and, uh, yeah, we pulled the kids out and I became the stay-at-home dad. Um, and uh, at night time, I'd do the design stuff and try and get that back on, on board. While my partner, she went, went to, to work. Um, and I looked after the kids. Mm-hmm. And... Um, just trying to learn how to be me and all this sort of stuff was going on I forgot about me and to a point where you know I, I went to the doctor and the doctor said you're 175 kgs mm. you've got um, uh, we're just about to start type 2 diabetic uh, medication um, and uh, high blood pressure high cholesterol and uh, she said Adrian I'll, I'll give you five years what what did you think what did you think in that moment you know like someone says to you you've got five years that's that's definitely not that's never supposed to happen yeah so yeah. i mean can you remember that moment is it is it like a what do they call it kind of scarred in your brain yeah i i because I, I because i was a stay-at-home parent i had both kids with me at the doctor's office yeah and i remember hopping on the scale and it going all the way around and the doctor she had to go next door to the the other doctor's office and, and grab the exact replica of that scale wow. and come back so I had one for each foot Wow! and they both went around and we sort of calculated you're about 175 kgs yeah crazy and I mean this is the part in the Rocky movie where you know when people hear this they're like oh yeah well you must have got out the next day and you know you you had something to fight for but I mean life's way more complicated than that eh? is, yeah. is, was it like that or you know I guess what I'm pretty keen on in the podcast is um, it seems to me that we we only tell half the story. We we look at the before and after, and and you know I was thinking about at the end of like Greece, the movie. You know they drive off and like 
No one thinks about the argument the next day or the flat tire in their flying car or the bad shit that happens, you know? Mm. And and I think we don't talk about what do you do with information because it's one thing to know, you mm. know? One thing to know how to be a better person and, and, and do the right thing. It's another whole different ball game to do it, eh? Yeah. You know? And so I'm trying to work out when you get that information, how long before and, and what processes do you have to go through before you start making change for you yeah i always believe that uh, with weight loss it's not a physical thing at all you know um as far as you know most people concerned you know once we start exercising that's fine we tend to enjoy it you know um and even eating healthy you know some of the healthy food is really nutritious and Mm. we love to eat it Mm. but it's the mental side that's the hard part that you know like I, i when you're when you're at that level where you're actually 175 kgs or 200 kgs mm. to start the journey it's like you're trying to start to push a truck yeah you know that first initial week two weeks is just brutal you know you can't get up in the morning there's all these old habits that you need to break so that first two weeks is just hell but once you get past it you get that truck moving and try and get that momentum built up, then mm. then you're okay. So do you reckon that um, like people to put in their mind, you know, like it'll be hell, but just get in there for two weeks. And yeah. Because I, I think it's like there's that missing gap, eh? No one talks about, everyone just thinks you, you can do it. But no, you can't. Sometimes it takes a multiple two weeks and you yeah. fall off the bike again. And I don't know, it's like that. that that's the bit, eh? That fascinates me about humans and and you know maybe there's four adrian owens and you're the one who's been able to kind of make that change but how do we get everyone on the same page and i mean i guess that's your business right you you actually help people along with their eating with motivation um and and following their journey like making them accountable or helping them be accountable eh? yeah well one one thing that i have learned is that everyone is everyone is different as far as um, their motivation and what motivates them you know like um, what what motivates one person is not necessarily going to motivate someone else yeah. um, and and me when I was losing weight I love to see other people win you know I love to see other people lose weight but I also love to see other people win X Factor or just kill it you know yeah. on, a, on a you know um, the first first attempt mm. um, that motivates me but I've got other clients that say no I don't want to see people win that doesn't motivate me I want someone to say you can't do it Mm. you know so everyone's a little bit different as far as motivation goes Um, it's just trying to find out what motivates you and trying to push that button as much times as possible Mm. because we do fall man I failed so many times that first two years you know I would wake up uh, in a food coma two three weeks later I went uh, a moment where I fucked up Mm. You know, all of a sudden, oh, I just thought, well, I'm already here eating this cake. I might as well continue on for the rest of the day. You wake up the next day, continue going. That mindset's changed. Yeah. And you wake up later going, oh, man, I put all the weight back on. (laughs) I've got to start again, you know. So the the amount of times you can push that button, that motivate button to get you to start again and again and again, that's that that I found was the secret is to get up and go again, get up and go again because – Man, I failed a lot at the start. I tried all the different diets. The doctor had me on the Xenical, which is a there's a type of um, uh, was a drug that that turns your your basically your feces into a type of oil. You know, oh. I ended up crapping my pants on the stuff. True. You know? Yeah, this is just to lose weight. Yeah. There's no magic pill. You've got to just do the grind, yeah. eat a certain way. And that's basically it. But yeah. you have to do the work. You know, mm. you can't take a magic pill and shit your pants. <laughs> 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 and now that's out there in social media. Right? Choice one. Yeah, Choice awesome. one. That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we've all shit our pants at some stage. Let's not lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man. That's. I mean, and and you know, for someone watching now, and people must ask you this all the time. What's what's step one? I mean. You know, there's hundreds of thousands of people who want to make change today. Yeah. Um, is it simply by you know giving yourself permission to say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, you know, gonna go for a walk today, or, or or do you need to be a bit more calculated? Everyone's at different levels, yeah. But you got to stop the shit. Yeah. You got to stop. You know, because we tend to put a filter. I, I was putting a filter on the way that I was looking at myself. Yeah. As I was putting weight off, weight on. 
I'd start to squint even more looking at my <laughs> reflection to try and see kind of what I kind of wanted to see. Mm. Um, and I was, I was bullshitting to myself, mm. you know, and then I'd stop looking at my reflection because I didn't know who that person was anymore. Right. That wasn't who I had in here. So yeah. I'll remove it, you know. And we, and we tend to self-sabotage and we have so much ammo on, and reasons why we can't and don't do what we need to do, mm. you know, um, we just need to stop the bullshit and as many as with as many tricks that we can, you know, whether it's to get all your stuff ready in the morning, so all you need to do is get up and then your shoes are there, your pants are there, everything's ready, you can just go, the coffee's already half made, you just need to boil the jug and pour it in, you know, all these sort of things to stop the bullshit. Yeah. And then once that routine is there, that habit then it's just it's what I do it's what I do now yeah. you know, I, I have to exercise at 9.30 every morning yeah. because that's what I do now that's what you do but yeah do you think we're too um, do you think we're too easy on ourselves like we live in a pretty uh, supportive society now you know where um, feelings are accounted for and I think that's awesome but what about you know is it wrong to be tough on yourself and say you know I, I expect damn more from you meaning us you know to ourselves yeah. or do you think we need to do you think the the more kind of gentle way is the is the way because i'm torn on that yeah. right it seems to me that everyone who's you know doing something awesome they've either overcome something and it hasn't broken them mm. and i'm looking at myself saying well you know what are you going to be someone who's just always sitting on the fence yeah and are you ever going to make a decision on something or are you just going to find the least you know path of resistance or whatever that saying is you know yeah. like where do you sit on you know standing in front of the mirror and being you know pissed off at yourself and and wanting to have a tough tough conversation with yourself because it's not all yeah. about like it'll be all right just yeah. do your two weeks like yeah. there's tears there's grind there's yeah. crapping yourself you know yeah. and What's your thoughts, man? Because yeah, I, I think I think people are, are different, but I think that overall, I think we need to come to ourselves with love. Yeah, you know, and first, you know, and say, hey, I've got to look after me. Mm. You know, and and once you've got that, however you want to motivate yourself from there, because everyone's different. Whereas stand in front of the mirror and yell, so go, mate, you should get this, do this, yeah, or. Just, you know, get overall, you know, inside yourself, internal, in order to get the best out of you, whatever it is. But I think I really do. I, I've had a lot of people buy my programs for loved ones. Mm. Okay. And that most of the time does not work out. It needs to come from within. Mm. You know, it's that person needs to make that decision, not someone else for them. You know, and, and so that comes from a self, uh, hopefully from a, a place where there's some love there of for them. They need to do this for them. They need to look after them, be it for their, their children or, or, or their family or whatever, but they mm. need to look after themselves. Bro, do you ever think about um, why humans are so complicated? That, you know, an animal, for example, it tries to... I don't know equilibrium it tries to find its balance naturally but us humans are weird you know we we self-sabotage mm. we we don't plan for the future you know it's like we all know probably a you know 30 to 40 minute walk or run would be good for us mm. but yet we choose to do other things thinking that you know we'll be fine you know deep down on a kind of human psychological spiritual level like there's does it ever kind of have you worked us out as humans? No, no one has. No, are you serious? <laughs> that's one of the big questions. Yeah. What are we about? Yeah. Why are we here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What What do you think? What do you think? Why are we here? Oh, mate, that's massive. <laughs> There's no better forum hey, than to in a in a hot caravan, yeah. podcasting um, about life to try and work this out. You know, it's like we're in the middle of a rainforest. Yeah, yeah. All we need is like mushrooms or something. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, I, I watched um, last year was 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 it was a very uh, was a hard year. Um, over the the year, I wish my father die. Um, he had cancer, um, and uh, he was a, he was a massive part of my life, a huge uh, inspiration. Um, and uh, yeah, so seeing seeing dad go through um, that sort of transition, and seeing him, 
you know, resolve a lot of things within himself mm. and how he left this earth with with peace and love. Right. You know, he left in a, a really good space. Yeah. You know, and that, that taught me a lot, you know, like, um, and I really feel that, you know, the, the work that I do and the way that I try and approach it is that it all, it all comes from love. This is not about me. Mm. This is about, you know, all the stuff that I, I put out on social media. Um, I, I gave up ages ago owning that you know i had to let go of that ego and say Look, i don't want to put my fat photos out there you know but um they are out there mm. um so for coming from a, a place of love and um i think that's 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 what we should all be aiming for mm. you know yeah that's a very nice answer it's a very <laughs> nice answer but you know that that you know that deep and meaningful stuff does come from those huge moments you know like mm. losing a loved one isn't it? It's kind of strange that it's something that we all will go through. Yeah, it's and part of you can't, you know. And, and and I said before, like we're trying to have the the path of least resistance, but life's got other plans for us, right? Yeah. It will eventually find you. Yeah, yeah. And you know, part of what I try and work out with people is the reason I talk about this stuff is trying to work out, you know. With a full tummy and, you know, we've got water and, okay, we're dealing with a bit of heat at the moment, but we're safe. We're good. We're, we're in a good. good place. Yeah. What do you do without those things? How do you be your best in your worst moments, you know? And I feel like maybe that's something we haven't quite worked out, you know? We're all training with all of the, you know, the trumps in the deck, mm. you know? Take it. Do we purposely need to take a few of those away, you know? That's why I'm fascinated with them. Um, no, I don't think so, man. No? I think that's just part of life. One one thing that um, that I learnt about when I was when I was training to to lose the weight and when I went into the competition and, and watching others, um, yeah, you, you really need to you really need to to, to put in the grind, mm. definitely. But it needs to come from it needs to come from within. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. It does. Yeah. Um, speaking of like you know bodybuilding and stuff like that, like what's it? I've never asked someone what's it like like you know there's a there's a big lead up I guess you know you're you're dieting you're training you know I've seen a few of those kind of Arnie documentaries and mm. there's a mind game thing happening too you know with yourself yeah. and others and then you know you're kind of cutting back everything and trying to strip right down I mean that is that, is that stuff good for your body or puts, no. must put tremendous stress on you? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The 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 journey of bodybuilding, like um, uh, for probably ninety eight percent of the time, is very very healthy. Mm. We're in the gym, we're training, yep. um, eating healthy. Um, it's the it's the months leading into the competition uh, where you get we just trying to get rid of all the body fat and then then all the water, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, so dehydration is a huge huge thing. Mm. Um, so yeah, the the prep week is renowned with bodybuilders. You know, the week before we go into competition, um, I spent you know if I'm on stage on a Saturday, um, I'm hyperhydrating at least ten or twelve liters of water a day. What's um, hyperhydrating? Like over drinking, oh, yeah. you know, like yeah. ten to twelve liters a day. Yeah. Um, Monday to to Thursday, and my body, I'm just pissing all the time. I'm yeah. going to the bathroom all the time. And then um, on Friday, I stop, stop drinking, uh, maybe have one litre during the day. Um, and my body still thinks I'm hyperhydrating, so I'm still urinating. And I'll go in the sauna just to get rid of all the water under my skin so that there's no water in between the skin and the muscle. It's just, yeah, it's pretty pretty brutal on the on the system you look amazing for 48 <laughs> hours you look your best but you feel your worst yeah, yeah but it's it's but i think it's like most competitions you know in competition prep i know that fighters do it and stuff mm. like that they they you know they need to lose weight for it um and uh yeah in order to prep for something like that and you know um a competition you just got to push yourself do you feel strong when you're on stage does adrenaline take over or are you like just trying to hold it together <laughs> um a bit of both. Like mm. for me, um, I was just really grateful to just to be there. You know, I'm, I'm not meant to be here today, as far as my doctor's concerned. True. Um, so for me, I didn't care where I placed. I had. Uh, I was just so grateful just to be there and to, to you know be on stage in the nationals and bodybuilding. Um, so yeah, I was just grateful just to be there. So mm. I didn't care where I placed. <laughs> I had the best day. It was primo. <laughs> yeah. So my my um, my competitions are a bit different. I think you know as far as my mental state state goes, um, but just because of my background and getting there. Mm. Yeah, I'm just 
I'm just super stoked to be yeah, here, bro. man. That's super awesome, stoked. Um, when you were at your heaviest, did your did your dad kind of try and give you some tips or say, "Hey, man, come, I'll, I'll, I'll train you," or has he kind of just? It sounds like he, you know he hasn't been pushy to to make you anything. He's mm. kind of he yeah, left yeah. he left you to do your thing, eh? I mean, yeah. he must have been mindful because of the commitment it took to be Mister New Zealand, eh? Yeah, no, I, I mean, both my my parents and but mainly, you know, Dad would sit me down and he was, you know, he was so worried about your weight. You know, mm. Are you okay? You need help with anything? And I'll yeah. be, you know, stuff. No, no, I'm fine. You know, like yeah, I was yeah. saying before, it's got to come with me. Mm. It's got to come with from within. Um, and you know, I knew I had to. Um, and other other family members were were you know mentioning things, and you know I knew I had to do it. But it, it, I couldn't take that step. They couldn't take the step for me. I had to, I had to do it. You know, so it just goes to show really how hard it is because you, you know that you knew a lot more than most people, right? You'd studied yeah. it. You'd yeah. come from it. You'd been it. Mm. and you can still go off the rails but there is a path back you know and so that's yeah man i don't know like i even have my own demons and all of that stuff and the hard thing about these things is you're always dealing with it it's not like we're always the same person you may feel different or look different but you know we're always dealing with it right so i want to take a little bit of pressure off that you know we've got to get it done now because Sometimes it's just, I don't know, maybe that spark or um, maybe we need to find the right tinder to start the fire and then it can build up. It's like we want to build these giant fires and then what happens is you can't put them out or they burn too big and you pull a muscle or something like that, you know. So trying to find your own journey. I know for me what sparked my recent kind of um, belt of training is reading a book by a guy called David Goggins. Have you heard of that? So. It's this uh, ex-marine, and basically he has, you know, not the same story, but a similar story. You know, he he wanted to be, you know, um, a marine, but then fell off the wagon, put on a bunch of weight, and now he, you know, lost all that weight. Was a really successful marine. Now he runs these ultra marathons and stuff like that. But he's a he's a pretty full-on dude, and it hasn't come without a cost, yeah. you know. And so. I'm just trying to think to myself and others who listen to this podcast, you know, what I'm always trying to find is that balance in life, you know. I don't know if there really is one, but uh, for me it would be something like be as mentally and physically fit as you can be, Yeah. you know. So I um, earlier, earlier, uh, well, late last year I signed up for this half marathon in uh, April, I think. And so they sent me through the program and it's like, today i've got to fit in eight kilometers and yeah i'm like okay and then next week i started looking through and it's like you know 10 10 <laughs> and i'm like i don't think i've ever run 10 kilometers and i gotta do it twice next week yeah and it's in that which is kind of exciting but kind of scary too you know yeah man any tips any tips on how to get yourself just out there is it as simple as just saying get the shoes on go Pretty much, man. <laughs> Pretty much, it is. It sounds like yeah. I mean, you've worked it up. You've you've worked up. Uh, you worked out uh, that you're you're into this. You signed up. You're excited, like you said, and nervous at the same time. Yeah, you know, it's the best place to be. <laughs> yeah. It's cool, man. It's yeah. quite exciting. It is. Um, I'm I'm kind of amped, but I'm scared at the same time. Um, okay, Adrian, let's talk a little bit about food because your sure. core kind of business is advising people on eating and training mm. is that right yeah so like for someone who's never heard about keto what is that bro um it's just basically um uh, changing our body's fuels type so basically we, we use on a, on a normal western diet we use carbohydrates yep. um, for fuel that gets changed into glucose in our body and that's what our body primarily uses for for energy mm. Um, but on a ketogenic, ketogenic diet, we just uh, starve ourselves of those carbohydrates. So mm. no more rice, no more pasta, no more breads, lots of greens yep. and um, a little bit of protein and lots of fats. Yep. And then we switch over to using um, uh, uh, fat for fuel or, and it's called, uh, uh, or fat gets converted into ketones. And that's where um, uh, the keto diet. I feel like you were onto this before it became kind of popular. Yeah, um, man, I've been doing keto now for for many years, about eight nine years now. Um, And uh, I said to um, a friend the other day, you know, just talking about the keto diet and how long I've been doing it for, and also intermittent fasting. Um, Same sort of thing, you know, like um, uh, eight or nine years. um, And but 
like I said at the start, I went through a lot of a lot of program, a lot of different programs, a lot of trial and error, a lot of failing. Mm. And um, but when I found, I first found intermittent fasting. Um, that was probably about ten years ago, actually. Um, and that was one of the first things that I tried, where I just limited the amount of time that I consumed food. Um, and uh, I was still eating, uh, you know, carbohydrates and everything, and I was, I was losing weight really well. Um, and then I, I stumbled upon keto, and I tried it out. I learnt how my body reacted to it and the fat and how it filled me up. I wasn't hungry anymore. I wasn't thinking about food. So, yeah, all these, start, all these sort of um, uh, side effects started mm. to happen, as well as losing the weight um, and also the energy gain. So it was, it's been cool. It's been primo. Um, one thing though that's a little bit interesting about going down that road and I guess for the past five years I've known the word keto you know and yeah. I've been exploring you know like lately there's this kind of idea of carnivore and you cut everything out and mm. it's just that and I mean what I kind of think is interesting is removing a lot of things is good because it seems to be the stuff that's the problem is the processed crap you know yeah, yeah. anything that hasn't really come naturally seems to you know not agree with us and that makes total logical sense but the bit that i think confuses a lot of people is you got to have a little bit of time for preparation and i and I, and i wonder if people spend enough time realizing this before it's almost like a run mm. you know ain't no one going out and running half marathon you're doing you're doing 200 kilometers of training before that yeah and it's a little bit like that eh? like we don't talk enough about okay you can do keto but you might have to prep your meals and you know yeah. it's 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 not going to be as cheap as two minute noodles and mountain dew yeah, yeah you yeah. know and i i kind of wonder what's your strategy to you know to to deal with that because again everything's cool yeah. if you can you know operate and and do it all and afford it what do we do about trying to be the best we can be when the you know when the the cards aren't in our favour? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's you know with with any sort of change, any sort of change, yep. you have to change. Yeah, you know you can't expect to, to do the same shit and get a different result. True, you know, and that's what a lot of people are wanting. Um, but with the food preparation, um, it doesn't matter what diet you're on, whether it's low fat or high fat, you still got to prep your damn food. Mm. You know, and you still got to buy a certain type of food. It's yeah. just, you know, it's the same. It's just different types. Yeah. So, um, and, and there are a lot more cafes out there now and restaurants that are catering towards keto now because mm. it's becoming the word, yeah. the N word now. Yeah. Jesus Christ, everyone's, <laughs> everyone's on keto. <laughs> so, yeah, but um, the health benefits from, from being on keto and uh, also um, uh, intermittent fasting have been huge in watching what's happening with my clients. They've got you know, type 2 diabetes and them come off all their wow. uh, medication and stuff yeah. and just stuff like that. It's just been oh, – I, I love what I do. I'm very, very, very grateful um, to be here to to, uh, to help people. Yeah, man. Um, sorry, just a few tech issues. So I'm, I'm, okay. do, I'm doing a couple of things at once. Um, what about like uh, – so you're out there. You're this kind of <laughs> – like it or not, you're a ray of hope for many – who follow because you are proof of what can be done mm. um and again you know you kind of become part of the conversation publicly and it must be a weird space where public kind of feels like they they know you and own you a little bit but do you feel pressure or kind of do you worry sometimes that you won't be able to live up to what people need you to be you're a bit like batman eh? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like a Man, i wish i was like batman <laughs> No, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, um, I'm just trying to be me, and you know, like, um, just, I, just trying to follow my truth, really. Yeah. Um, and I know when I'm not because shit starts happening. Yeah. And uh, when I'm on my truth, there's a nice flow, mm. and um, it's a good feel. Um, and uh, so I'm just, just trying to follow my truth and um, put my, put myself out there as much as I can. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, try and get over my ego. Um, when I do do it, um, so that I can post stuff that's that's that is truthful. Yeah, and that's you know? that's not so easy, eh? Like, man, it's not, man. <laughs> Especially when you're talking about your freaking wobbly bits and yeah. all that sort of shit. You know, yeah. all the, all your worst parts. No yeah. way, man. It yeah. sucks. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I mean, how do you deal when someone comes along? And I, I remember a post maybe a couple of weeks back, and someone was talking some smack in the comments. Mm. And I think you said something like, hey, man, I'm just me. You know, go and have a look. Yeah. I'm legit. 
you yeah, know yeah, and yeah. this ain't no pyramid scheme or whatever yeah, and yeah, yeah. i don't know if it was a real troll or someone who was having a bad day but that must have an impact on you. Um, I was talking to, um, uh, I was at State at a friend's house last night, him and his wife, um, Tanya and Dion, and uh, we were talking about, you know, being putting yourself out there and having a comment. You know, you might have thousands of likes and, and positive comments and then mm. some troll will come in and just go, eh, <laughs> yeah. you know, and all day you're thinking about that. Eh, mm. And it doesn't matter how much, you know, um, love there was, you're holding this thing and you yeah. think about was that guy right was that person right was I doing that right you know you you, you fly around that comment and yeah. look at it from all these different angles yeah. and waste all this energy and so I can understand why a lot of celebrities or a lot of people that have followers they'll read some but they won't read them all mm. if there's a lot of negative stuff they'll stay away because you start to mentally lose your shit yeah, yeah social media and you can lose it, eh? Like I've noticed yeah. that it's it's kind of designed in that way too, where it's it's yeah. triggering something deeper in us, right? And I hardly ever walk away feeling better, yeah. <laughs> you know. And the dopamine's and, getting hit yeah. every like, every like, and then there's hate, and it's like, no, yeah. crash, crash, yeah. exactly. And 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 also like the um, what? Who, who's the right person to comment on a strategy to what what Adrian Owen should do when the bad comments come in? Because very few people understand yeah. what that's like. You know, most people, including myself, put stuff out there and hardly anything comes back, right? Because that's the goal or that's the the idea of putting stuff out there is that yeah. you, you're sharing. But I don't think people realize, because it doesn't happen to most, that it, there can be stuff that comes back and people's opinions and strong yeah. opinions. And look, humans are weird. You know, we're all over the show. We, we ain't straightforward and... Um, now it's the world as well so it's like wow someone on the, that little spot can see exactly what you're doing yeah and follow your posts and yeah, yeah i don't yeah. know man it's, it's it's pretty um it's pretty out there yeah there's been some like statistics on um how social media is um playing such a huge impact mm. on our kids you yeah, know man, crazy and and part of the research is um saying you know don't give them social media access till they're at least in high school yeah because you know the weird thing is is that i don't know if it's weird i think we all would assume that but what's coming back is you know between the ages of kind of like seven and ten if you if you're giving the social media access it's like there's 186 percent rise in self-harm towards girls in the u.s wow like boys are just using it and getting into porn and stuff too early which yeah. you can kind of imagine but girls they're starting to get into little groups and excluding others and bullying and yeah so it's like wow and, and i wonder if in the next 10 years if you know we will kind of say you maybe shouldn't have social media till you're 20 yeah you know, everyone you put an age limit on it our yeah, 20 facebook <laughs> yeah. as soon as as soon as you do that people are like oh you're taking away my stuff you know but i don't know if all stuff is needed yeah. you know maybe it's a bit more like you know like the paleo thing it's just like let's chill out a little bit let's look at a fire you know i had a fire the other night yeah um my old man was here and we weren't talking yeah. We were just kind of looking at it. Yeah, it was man. weird because cool. you were like sharing a moment. And then I was, what kind of buzzed me out, bro, was that no one has fires. Yeah. You know? It even felt kind of awkward around here because in Auckland, everyone lives close to each other. Yeah. And I was worried about the smoke going over to the neighbor. And I was like, something's got to change. Yeah. I want to have a fire whenever I want to have a fire. Yeah. And, um, we can't and we don't. And I, I think that all plays its part in mental health, eh? You know, mm. like, I don't know. Like, do do you kind of feel like we're getting anywhere with mental health in this country, or do you? Does it, I mean, obviously, what you do for your clients helps them with their mental health. Yeah. Like, what do you reckon we should do? I mean, suicide has never been worse. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like far out, man. Yeah. Is it about uh, the government doing something, or is it you individually just trying to be kind of? Mentally and mentally active, physically active, emotionally active. What do you reckon? Um, the where I was mentally, um, I you know my transformation, my physical transformation. Um, if you if you have a look online, um, is is very extreme. Um, but for me, the greatest transformation happened for me mentally. Mm. Um, it wasn't the weight coming off; it was my mindset um, and learning to be able to control my body. Um, and to see how my body 
it can be controlled with food mm. um, was very empowering. Um, but also, as you lose the weight, your confidence, you know, like I said before, I, I got to a point where I couldn't look at my reflection. I was, I was ashamed, you know, and that what that does to your, your mental psyche, you know, I, I didn't know I was depressed until yeah. I was out of that hole, right. you know, and then it's like, holy shit, my doctor said, I, you were depressed back then, this, 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 and this. And now, because of because I've, I've built up a routine now, that morning routine, mm-hmm. you know, where I do certain things and make sure I get all my exercise and the stuff that looks after me, get it done before the shit gets in the way and before you think, oh, it's too late, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so making sure that I'm looking after myself and maintaining that. Because I, I, I had a mental check on, on uh, you know, uh, what I call the perfect day. Mm. You know, and what it is, what it encompassed. Why on this day did I feel freaking awesome? You know, what was it? You know, so go back. What was I eating? What was I training? What was I doing? I needed to be active in the morning. Mm. I knew that. You know, that was number one. I need to do certain things. I need to eat certain way. You know, so you sort of work out what works for for you, and to try and replicate it every freaking day. You know, and that's and it's and sort of taking bits out that's not working, replace it with different things, but try and always work on things that are working instead of just going through life and just sort <laughs> yeah. of, I'm on the roller coaster, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, start taking control of the way you're feeling, mm. the music you're playing, the the uh, essential oils you might be, you know, using on your skin or, or in the in the you know in the air. Every, all these things can help motivate and change the way you're feeling. Mm. You know, so if you apply these every day to the perfect day, then uh, yeah. Do you think if you're a person who doesn't feel like they have control over much, then you just got to go on the micro level? You know, so it's like, all right, today I'm just going to I'm going to make my bed. Yeah, because I can control that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's kind of like. Uh, a way to start where it's a bit less you're trying to save everything and you just gotta yeah. get start small yeah yeah and it, like everyone everyone's a little bit different but definitely you know like that, that first thing in the morning they're making your bed making sure you you have that one tick before you get up you know and making sure that's done we love completion we love to complete mm. tasks you know so as many of those you can get done in the morning you know the the, the that's that's good i feel like uh We've already lost weight being in this hot box caravan, but uh, that's probably not a bad thing. I like. I should acknowledge that we are on camera as well, and each time we cut between each other, <laughs> we're having like, down. <laughs> we're getting we're getting serious. Um, <laughs> hey, bro. So, what's like? Uh, you know, do you kind of like project forward? What a what do you think the next few years have in store for you? And and what do you hope that? Um, I don't know, you know, is there, is there things that you'd like to contribute more to things that are going on? Or, um, yeah, mm. maybe, maybe that's the same question. What's the next few years for, for Adrian? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really concerned about uh, where Māori and Polynesian uh, health is at. Mm. Um, um, yeah, because I was a statistic um, at, the, at the start. Um, I've just come back from um, Hokianga from up the far north, uh, just talking with the health board up there. Um, they want me to. They're looking at me coming up um, for a couple of uh, sort of seminars throughout the year, nice. um, just to be talking to people that are in the same situation that I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, with um, uh, was it normal Europeans, around about I think it's about forty, just under forty percent uh, are obese. Maori um, were just under fifty percent of Maori are uh, morbidly obese, mm-hmm. um, and sixty-three percent of Pacific Islanders are morbidly obese. Jeepers. You know, so we've got a. We are leading the world in that, in, in diabetes, heart disease, and obesity. And these are all food related. You know, we just can't handle the Western food, you know, and all the processed foods that you're talking about. It's having a huge effect on us. Um, and in the far north, uh, people are going to, to Tangies, uh, you know, going to um, funerals every other week. Um, people are dying of diabetes and heart disease up there. Before their center, time. Way before. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's just food based. I mean, you're talking with these uh, health organizations and, and influential people. Do you feel like, you know, um, there's enough of a push to make a change? I mean, you know, there's only one of you. 
and you can only get around to so mm. many places. Uh, is there enough people in the corner of the you know the Maori and Pacific um, culture to to do this, or is this a generational thing? Is it more like trying to educate the kids of tomorrow mm. for their kids? I mean, because yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of not as simple as just be a good figure. Hey, it's yeah, yeah. more like how do you choose the right option when it's the bad options just so compelling? You know, yeah, I, I don't yeah. think we should say. You know that's the bad option. It's just the I don't know. You know, as soon as you say bad and wrong, it almost you mean sugary foods. Yeah, you mean, yeah. You mean the, the fizzy, fizzy drinks. Oh. Yeah, they're bad, man. No, come on. Even like the cups of sugar in that <laughs> yeah. thing, man. It's oh, like my. killing us. Yeah, no, it is bad. Yeah, it even bad. like the no sugar stuff. Mm. Like it's okay to use um, um, uh, some of the the low what is it um, the sweeteners and stuff like that. It's great to to use as a sort of a control into you know coming off them mm. um, but they have their own demons as well yeah. um, but it's, it's just a matter of um, education really and which one's which yeah. um, that's that's uh, that's where I hope to to help out is to because of my transformation because of my journey there's a lot of people that can relate to that and where I was mm. and they can feel what I was feeling um, and um, so I just want to you know try and get in front of a lot more people yeah um, and uh, to help them out. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, where are you at with kind of like uh, operations and medical intervention? You know, so my sister, she had one of those. Um, is that something you can say <laughs> about your family? Well, I have. <laughs> and we're live. And we're live. <laughs> so, Sorry, sister. I've said it. Um, you know, she had one of those gastric things. Yes. And she, yep. Yeah, yeah. And she yep. lost heaps and she feels yeah. good and, and all of that stuff. And I was like, wow. So all I need is my 20 grand and I can just go in and get it. And yeah, yeah. I mean, why why shouldn't we be encouraging that? I mean, I'm, and I'm not, not saying that in a silly way. It's like... Uh, if you've got cancer, we're going to give you some tablets, mm. you know? Yeah. Do you think we could kind of be looking that to that as a solution? I mean, I know for the morbidly obese it is a yeah. solution, right? Yeah. Like, what's your views on that stuff, bro? Um, it's interesting. I, I've had a cousin that, that um, had a sleeve put in, and mm. she went through my program in order to lose the weight in order to get the sleeve. And I was hoping, I was so hoping uh, that, that she would... Um, see the benefits and how easy it was to lose the weight using keto, you know, and I said, how are you going? How much weight have you lost? How are you feeling? Um, are you hungry? She says, no, I'm not hungry. And, you know, how's the energy? Great energy. And losing weight? Great. Yep. Can you see yourself maintaining this? She goes, yeah, I can. But I still want to sleep. That's right. why I'm doing this. You know, so mentally she'd already, she'd already gone there, mm. you know, and that's why she, you know, but she could see herself continuing on and losing the weight. And I and I've talked to to other friends that have the sleeve, and I and I and you know I had, I've got a friend in Australia that that's got a sleeve, and I asked him how how is it, and he goes, mate, it's like um, it's like being a drug addict and being put in a room full of your drugs that you love, mm. and you can't eat them because if you do, you're gonna vomit, <laughs> you know, and that's basically it. And they find ways around them, you know, because right. you know you, your brain, you're sneaky, you know. He said. I thought I'd still only lose weight, but you find ways. Right. Ice cream's good. Oh, because it liquefies and stuff like it's that. It goes straight through the sleeve, you know? Ooh, so, you know. It's a sneaky Yeah, man. And self-sabotage. Right. So, once again. It's not about, you know, not being able to have it. It's trying to acknowledge that demon that asks you to have it and constantly saying, nope. Yeah. Because I've done my training this morning, because I've... But, but one, one of the things that um, I found with the, with the keto diet, and my kids will tell you the same because they got pissed off with me, is that your palate changes. So mm. the sweet food that you used to like when you have it is just so overpoweringly sweet that you're just like, I can't, mm. I can't handle this, you know? Um, and so the palate actually changes, so they don't crave it anymore. Um, and because the fat helps to sustain you your hunger you're no longer hungry you're no longer thinking about the food like you were before mm. so yeah adrian we're going to kind of bring this hot uh <laughs> sweaty hot podcast box. session kind of in for landing um one thing i want to ask that i ask every guest is like what's what's a moment in your life um that that you you woke up a different Adrian, you know, so I call it, you know, what, what blew your mind, what changed your perspective, what, what allowed you to see the world, uh, a, 
a different way that you couldn't be the same person do you have a moment in your life where um something blew your mind um yeah um it just sprang to mind um uh watching my dad pass away actually Mm. that was that was um uh, one of those moments um didn't really know what to expect um, but to see him go through his last last breaths with my mum there and my sister um, on FaceTime watching the whole thing and seeing him take his last breath and knowing that he was going with love and how he let go and the feeling that we had afterwards was of of love and of just elevation and happiness and joy. It was mm-hmm. really bizarre. Um, yeah, a whole lot of feelings at once. And um, that sort of transcended into... You know, uh, that uh, dad had uh, finally found out why he was here. It's all about love. Mm. Yeah, and that's, um, that's what I think that I'm here for too. Well, I asked you the question before, you know, what's the meaning of it all? And we kind of, you know, dabbled around in it. But it's cool to be able to kind of, you know, there's multiple answers. Mm. And that's yours and that's awesome, you know. And I think it's uh, really cool, you know, not not cool in a trivial way, but kind of really meaningful what you're doing because what i'm looking for with this podcast is to share those things that that aren't clickbait but are just as powerful you know and and i think there's a real hunger at the moment and this is just my it's not based on science but just based on how i see things it's like we're getting fed all of these things that aren't nutritious you know mentally And people, you know, I always think about the person who's stuck in traffic each morning. Mm. And the best they've got to listen to is, I don't know, a song by Katy Perry Mm. talking about whatever junk. And it's kind of like the high sugar food, you know. And I'm like, well, I want to be part of the people who are, you know, bringing Adrian Owen to the masses. Because I reckon that's what's needed. And and even if it's not, it's still, it's like a win, win, win. We get to catch up. uh, We get to have a chat and others can join on for the ride and i reckon that's just like a that's for me the closest metaphor to the campfire scenario you know we, yeah, we might as well i know that we're full of technology and we're live and all that stuff but maybe that's the substitute for now we can't just burn a fire but we can i don't know get around a mobile phone yeah keep yourself warm <laughs> yeah <laughs> true, that, true that um where can people follow you where can people follow your journey um for either just watching what you're up to or even um you know connecting with you because maybe businesses want to work with you yeah um it sounds like that's starting to happen now that you know the big organizations are starting to come to the individual and saying help help we we, yeah. we can't do it so what's the best way to follow you and your journey um best way is, is my website all my contacts and, and social media on that so keto12.com um that's where you find me just keto12.com boom well thanks brother for finally uh meeting me in real life and meeting the audience and and just coming and chatting and you know i think we'll listen back and be like man we we did a roller coaster we went everywhere but i want to have heaps of conversations with you you know it's like Mm. same with everyone it's like "Mm, let's not make it like this one full stop thing good we've we've done that let's move on i reckon it's an evolving thing you know? I think so too well. Yeah. Thanks for having me, brother. Cool, brother. Uh, all right, so thanks everybody for listening. Check out Adrian on his website. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time on the podcast where we sweat our ass off and talk about mind-blowing things. Thanks everybody for listening and watching. 